Welcome to the Launch Plan Podcast, and I'm your host, Karthik. Launching a business or products online is not easy, but that's what we enjoy doing as solopreneurs and small business owners. We may not be successful every time, but success isn't what defines us. We learn, and that's why we keep showing up every single day to do what we love doing, to learn, to make a difference to our clients, and of course, make more money. And on this show, we help you do that. We help you build a rock-solid base so you can launch successfully and repeat it every single time. And we do that by helping you master the four areas of your business. Your market, your message, your monetization, and your alliances. Market is all about your customers and clients and how well you understand them. The message is how well your market understands what you offer. Monetization is about how well you are able to turn your market awareness and messaging into money. And alliances is your ecosystem and how you build relationships with your clients, partners, and vendors. Grab your launch goodies and a 90-day plan at designyourthinking.com forward slash plan and sit back because we are just getting started. Let's now get down to business. Welcome back. In today's episode, we are back to discussing messaging. Specifically, we'll see why clients don't buy your products. But if you are super curious about what the answer is, here's a clue. It's the four-letter F word. Well, this episode is part one in a two-part series, so let's dig in. Amidst the recent preoccupation with the fuel shortage and the meat shortage, a new gap has appeared in the staples of the American household, the toilet paper shortage. Well, that's a news piece from 1973. That's the year Americans had experienced gasoline shortages because of the OPEC oil embargo. But what does fuel have to do with toilet paper? Well, it turns out that in this case, it was a joke. It was actually a joke that Johnny Carson made on The Tonight Show. Of all the shortages we have, there's a gasoline shortage. You know what else is disappearing from the supermarket shelves? Toilet paper. Ha ha ha, you can laugh now. There is an acute shortage of, of toilet paper in the good old United States. We gotta quit writing on it. We got to, but I want to tell you, it is serious. I just saw a commercial where... I know it's coming. Uh, where Mrs. Olson comes in with a shopping bag and the housewife says, forget the coffee, just give me the shopping bag. I want to tell you... Half a decade later, we saw this exact thing happen in America during the COVID-19 pandemic. And people did all sorts of things. It was all over the news from hoarding to fighting on streets to stealing, and so much more. But why? Well, it turns out that the answer to all this is just one word. And that's the F word we're talking about today. And the F word is not what you think it is. It's fear. It turns out fear is an emotion that can both push and stop us from buying. The fear of missing out or FOMO, as we popularly call it, is a term you're perhaps familiar with. It perfectly summarizes the toilet paper problem. But how does the F word stop clients from buying your products? 
Let's take a look at this more closely. Let's see how we unknowingly create fear and make it hard for clients to buy from us. It was early 2005 when Bas Ording was sitting in a secret windowless lab at Apple headquarters. When his phone rang, it was Steve Jobs. Yes, Bas, we are going to do a phone. It's not going to have any buttons and things on it. It's just a screen. Can you build a demo that you can scroll through a list of names so you could choose someone to call? Little did we know that this call could lead to the now famous rubber band effect that you see in smartphones, both on the iPhones and Androids today. Speaking of the rubber band effect, unlike what Steve Jobs described to Buzz, today it's used more by the app makers, especially e-commerce apps, to load an endless list of products and options. And options is an interesting topic for our episode today, because There's this belief that options are good. Give clients a lot of products and options, and they will buy something. So when I was a graduate student at Stanford University, I used to go to this very, very upscale grocery store. At least at that time, it was truly upscale. It was a store called Draeger's. Now this store, it was almost like going to an amusement park. They had 250 different kinds of mustards and vinegars and over 500 different kinds of fruits and vegetables and more than two dozen different kinds of bottled water. And this is during a time when we actually used to drink tap water. I used to love going to this store, but on one occasion, I asked myself, well, how come you never buy anything? Oh, here's their olive oil aisle. They had over 75 different kinds of olive oils, including those that were in a locked case that came from a thousand-year-old olive trees. So I one day decided to pay a visit to the manager, and I asked the manager, you know, is this model of offering people all this choice really working? And he pointed to the busloads of tourists that would show up every day, with cameras ready, usually. We decided to do a little experiment. And we picked jam for our experiment. Here's their jam aisle. They had 348 different kinds of jam. We set up a little tasting booth right near the entrance of the store. We either put out six different flavors of jam, or 24 different flavors of jam. And we looked at two things. First, in which case were people more likely to, you know, stop, sample some jam? More people stopped when there were 24, about 60%, than when there were six, about 40%. The next thing we looked at is in which case were people more likely to buy a jar of jam? And now we see the opposite effect. Of the people who stopped when they were 24, only 3% of them actually bought a jar of jam of the people who stopped when they were six, well, now we saw that 30% of them actually bought a jar of jam. Now, if you do the math, people were at least six times more likely to buy a jar of jam if they encountered six than if they encountered 24. That's Dr. Sheena Iyengar in her popular TED Talk titled, How to Make Choosing Easier. Contrary to what one might imagine, Giving your clients too many options only moves them away from the sale. With too many options at stake, decision-making becomes difficult because of the four-letter word, yes, fear. Because clients then tend to feel that buying nothing is better than buying the wrong thing. Psychologists refer to this as a status quo bias. 
It's a form of inertia based on loss aversion. Well, in other words, people feel a strong bias towards buying nothing or in just maintaining their decisions, even the ones they've made in the past. And the challenges with options and choice applies to not just jams and groceries. It applies to how you plan the aisles in supermarkets. It applies to how the brands and products are arranged on a specific rack in an aisle. And it also applies to your website and sales pages. The order of the items in your header menu, positioning of the buttons and images, the products that are mentioned on your homepage, the number of tiers if you have a tier pricing on your sales page. The core idea here is that at any given point in time, make it easy for your reader or buyer to make a choice. Because when they are out shopping on your sales page or on your website, the brains are tuned to just one frequency, the WII.FF. In other words, it's what's in it for me. That's all they are thinking. And if you have the answer placed in front of them, they will get it. But unfortunately, businesses lose clients because they also end up placing the other products and say, we also got these. But your clients don't really care about them. They only ask you one question. Do you have something for me? And you better have a good answer. Well, that leads us to the second point, specificity. Let's continue with where we left with the earlier point on options. Picture this. It's a sunny day and you are out in a foreign country. You can't understand their language. You're super thirsty and a little bit hungry too. So you look around to see if you can find a good place to get something to drink and perhaps have a quick bite. Let's say you are a vegetarian and you are looking for restaurants that serve vegetarian food. After looking around for some time, you shortlist three restaurants. The first restaurant's menu has everything written in the local language. You don't understand. The second restaurant has a signboard in English and you can now read them. You ask for the menu and they give you a fat book with over 200 dishes. And the names of these dishes sound very different. You can't understand them clearly. You don't know if they are truly vegetarian either because the menu card features oyster shells all over. And you've heard that in this country, they use oyster broth in all dishes. Feeling a tad hopeless, you go to the third restaurant. And the menu in this restaurant is one giant card. It's a picture menu. They clearly show the ingredients of each dish in pictures. The person across the counter explains what goes into the making of each dish and answers your questions, well, in English. They even have a signboard placed prominently that reads, we only use virgin olive oil. Now, here's the question. Which restaurant do you think you will end up having your drink and a bite? Clarity eats vagueness for breakfast, lunch, and dinner too. Well, thousands of years ago, when humans and animals shared the same home inside thick forests and jungles, we moved around with handmade weapons. The human was constantly trained to look and spot danger. 
we were driven by the core survival instincts that helped keep us safe. But that didn't mean that these humans hunted everything they could see. Neither did they hunt all the time. They only hunted when they needed to eat. And they only hunted for some animals, not all of them. They knew exactly what to look for and how long that kill will help them survive. When the winter was approaching, they looked for a specific set of animals to hunt so they could preserve and use that kill for more days. It's because of this clarity that they survived through changing seasons. The key here is about being specific. The world of internet marketing is like a jungle too. There are far too many people on the internet than what relates to your business. You don't want to focus on just anyone. And even when you focus on a specific kind of person, you need to be clear and specific about what you have for them. But unfortunately, many businesses think quite the opposite. In fact, some website homepages look like the kitchen sink. Here's what I have for you. And here's the other thing I've created last week. And oh, by the way, I also make these new shiny things. Well, what clients are looking for is something specific, an answer for their biggest problem. And if you don't show them that you have the best answer to their biggest problem, you've lost that client. There's a cost to being vague. But if that cost is losing a client, you need to get specific. And that's the second reason how we create fear and drive away clients from buying from us. And that leads us to the third and the last reason for today's episode. Solution focus. If you have a bad headache, all you want is to get rid of it. It doesn't really matter how you get rid of that pain. It could be a pill, a cream, or even a gel, or maybe something totally different. But oftentimes, as creators, we are too close to our products and services. Look, I have this pill that can get rid of any headache in 15 minutes. You don't even have to swallow. It's water-soluble and tastes like a cola drink. Well, we go on and on and on about how the pill can get rid of a headache. But clients really don't care. Okay, maybe they do if they don't like swallowing pills perhaps, but the others don't. Yet, one of the biggest mistakes businesses do, especially on their websites, is to talk at length about their shiny products and services and their features. Instead, if you are able to articulate the problem better than how your clients can, then they tend to see you as an expert. And that can make them feel more confident. It's because... They now think that if you know the problem so well, you also perhaps know how to solve it and perhaps have the right solution too. And quite the opposite happens when you are focused on the solution instead of the problem. Because it creates fear. Because they now doubt if you are the right person to solve this problem. And that's the third reason how we unknowingly introduce fear in our clients' heads focusing on the solution instead of the problem. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Let's quickly summarize what we covered so far. Well, first, we looked at the impact of having options. 
too many of them can trigger fear. And second, we looked at the impact of not being specific. Because when clients have specific problems, they are looking for specific answers, not just any answer. They aren't interested in your menu or your kitchen sink. They just want an answer to the problem or pain that they are currently dealing with. And third, we looked at how being solution-focused triggers fear in our clients. Think of this another way. They are looking for a PhD in their specific problem area that's found a solution to their specific problem. Someone that can articulate the problem better than they can do it themselves. Sometimes they even listen to you if you don't have a solution to that problem. If you went to Kickstarter, you can look at the top launches and you'll see these PhDs right there. The launches were a success because they were able to connect to a specific sub-subset of the market even without a solution in hand. They just were focused on the problem. And these are the three reasons why we lose clients. Well, in the next episode, we'll look into the five ways to remove fear and get our clients to buy our products or services. You can find the worksheet for this episode inside the Launch Plan Workbook. You can get a copy of this workbook for yourself at designyourthinking.com forward slash launch and subscribe to the podcast. And by doing that, you get access to not just this worksheet, but all the worksheets from all the episodes that we have published on this podcast so far. Now, let's look at what's happening inside the labs. Well, we've been a lot focused on doing a beta around the Irresistible Offer Playbook course. It's our newest course and we hope to open the doors in December. To tell you the truth, this course was never on the top of the list for us. But we started noticing something strange when I started to work with clients on writing sales pages for their launches and their websites. What they were looking for was a guarantee. Will this copy guarantee sales? Will this sales page convert at a certain percentage? Can I get a guaranteed number of sales from people visiting my website? Well, these questions came from people that have run businesses. And I only will be a fool to give them this guarantee because you know, and I know this, that when it comes to business, there's no guarantee. But there's definitely a method. It's not like shooting in the dark. You need to have a high quality list with a specific problem, an offer that specifically addresses that problem and a copy that can make a specific promise and effectively lay out an argument why the client should buy your offer. Well, that's it. And if you do these three diligently, there's no way that you can not get the results you want. You need to iterate smartly and it's just a matter of time when you get what you want. I work with clients on both offers and the copy. No matter it's a website or a sales page or emails, I always do a series of workshops, which I call as the offer workshops. These workshops are focused on only one thing, finding the right offer that's optimized for sales. And that's what I teach inside the Irresistible Offer Playbook course. You learn exactly how to turn your ideas to offers 
and systematically build irresistibility into it. It's based on science and psychology, so there is absolutely no voodoo here. The goal of the course is not to teach you the process, but help you master it. Because I believe that every entrepreneur or solopreneur or creator or business owner or however else you describe yourself needs to be an expert at creating offers. With this course, you will be able to create offers in under two hours. And that's about the time it takes to watch Die Hard, my favorite movie, or two episodes of The Game of Thrones. It's not about dropping your prices and stacking up bonuses. Well, I know you've heard of this before, me too. And we know that's just scratching the surface. There's more to it. The course is based on psychology and science. So it's not that I teach you to paint the Mona Lisa and you try to recreate it. Well, it's like dropping a rubber ball on a hardwood floor. You know it will bounce back and you can measure it. And here's a bonus. I've included a fast track version of the course inside this course. No, nobody has done this with online courses in my experience and I've signed up for a ton of courses in my life. So our goal with this is to make you an expert, just like a Navy SEAL. I don't want to share too much here, but here's the point. The Navy SEALs are never alone behind enemy lines. They are always connected with the control center. However tempting it is to spill the beans, I am going to stop myself right here. And yes, we are opening this course for just a room full of people to sign up in December. So if you want to be the first one to know about this freshly minted course, hop on the waitlist. It's at designyourthinking.com forward slash IOP freebies. That's irresistible offer playbook freebies. So IOP freebies. And we'll send you some freebies just for being on the waitlist. And you'll be the first one to know when it's out. And before I sign out, if you don't have a marketing plan for your business, visit designyourthinking.com forward slash plan to download a free 90-day marketing plan that I have put together for your business. And while you're there, if you take a simple quiz on that page, you can even get a customized plan for your business. It's not a scary 50-page document. So go ahead. The goal is simple to get you started. The link is designyourthinking.com forward slash plan. And that's all I have for you today. I'll see you in the next episode. Cheers and be well, my friend.